Hello everyone, welcome back to another another podcast episode. If you're a new listener, uh, hello, my name is Karis and this is my podcast where I talk about the Lord. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Today, today I have an episode with Minister Reverend Carter and we're going to be talking about why do bad things happen to people. Okay. Thank you, Karis, for inviting me back. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I really do appreciate this time with you. Um, Karis has been a blessing to me, guys. She's a young lady, but a powerful, powerful warrior for Christ. With that being said, her topic today, why does bad things happen to people, you know, Bad things happen because we live in a fallen state. We live in a world that's in a fallen state. And it happened back in the beginning with Adam and Eve. We all know the creation story. We all know what happened in the Garden of Eden. We know how they disobeyed God and ate from the fruit of the tree that God told them not to eat from, the tree of good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil. And once that entered... The world, the world changed. It changed because God, first of all, we know as a uh, consequences, consequence of their action, they was kicked out the garden. So once they was kicked out the garden and God um, told, you know, he told them that things would happen. They would die. So death entered the world for man. And so at that point, you know, things totally changed. We didn't live in this state of paradise anymore. People won't to to blame God for why um bad things happen but you know disobedience you know that when your children disobey when we as children disobey there are consequences and that's what's really happening we live in a fallen state of humanity because of the disobedience of Adam and Eve and now we're experiencing the the changes as time gets closer to winding up for this earth, this world that we live in now, as time comes closer and closer to the end, we see that the devastations are worse. We see that um, suffering is worse. We see that pain is worse. Everything that hurts us is worse. And that's a part of the end times. The Bible the prophecy of the Bible is being fulfilled. We read in Isaiah, you know, if you read the book of Isaiah in its entirety, it'll tell you of the many things that are coming. Even when you're reading the New Testament, it'll state it is written in Isaiah because it is telling you these things were prophesied to come to pass, to happen. And now we're experiencing a lot of them today. And so with all that, God loved us, so he had a plan. He had a plan. When he saw how fallen man was, you know, we know about Noah. We know he started there, and he he started over with Noah and his family. But however, you know, it's in us. We were born in this flesh that we live in, and in this flesh are desires that don't, line up with God's plan for us. The desires we have, the fleshly desires, is is sex, it's is greed, it's is power, 
It's things that lead us astray from the obedience of God. So those things bring about all these negative things that we see happening. Greed and power. Look at what's happening in Ukraine. Putin, what he's doing, all those innocent people dying. It goes back to greed and power. He wants that territory. He wants to rule more territory, more people. You know, greed and power. He, why more? Why he can't be content because we live in this body that aches at us. And we have to find and understand what God's plan is for us truly to help us live in this fallen state yet honor him and be able to fulfill his commands and his um his plan for us his commands the things that he tells us to do to be obedient to him how do we how do we come to that place well it's jesus it's his son so i'm not gonna go too far carries because i know you have a lot of points but um all of my um, studying leads me back to Jesus Christ. Everything leads me back to who he is in our lives for us. He's our example of suffering. He suffered. He's our example of bad things happening to people who haven't done nothing wrong. And I think a lot of times that's a lot of people's concern. Why it happened to people who haven't? done anything to deserve it or we all deserve it even if we don't admit it or not but we see people who normally doesn't do anything to cause the circumstances they walk in we have jesus as one example we have the man who was born blind as another example in the bible a lot of this is just in line with god's plan and purpose to save us to bring us to a place one day where we will live in a state that we will not experience the pain, the suffering, the devastation. But we're going to get into a little more detail of that. Because um, I know what we're doing here, we're trying to help just clear up some stuff. But we also want to acknowledge that we're not always going to understand everything that God does. We're not always going to have the examples, but it boils down to our faith in God. Our um, trust in God? Do we believe his Bible is the truth? Is the word that we should live by? Those things going to have to enter into play. Because when they enter into play in our lives, that's when we receive the Holy Spirit through salvation. Once we're saved, we receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit in our souls. That helps open up our understanding to God's scripture, the word of God. Helps us understand why God allowing things to happen the way they are. People could tell you day and night. But once you start that personal relationship with God, that's when you truly begin to see God's hand at work in this world, in this fallen state of this world. And his hand at work in our own personal lives, where we fit into all this as children of God, as believers in Jesus Christ. Okay. And the next point that I have is the problems that you go through is just a part of your story. Like, I don't know if y'all know this person, but there's this um, preacher. I think he promotes his stuff on, like, Facebook or Instagram where he has, like, no legs and, like, no full arms. And he shares his testimony about how 
he prayed to God and he was crying out to God that he, you know, he wants legs and he wants arms and all that stuff. But he told him that like God didn't allow that to happen. And that goes around to tell you that just some of the problems that you go through, it's just a part of you and how God um, will use that for him to receive glory at the end. And I have a scripture for that. It's Romans 8, 28. It says, we know that in everything God works for the good of those who love him. They are the people God called because that was his plan. So in that scripture, it just tells us for just believers, if maybe you're going through um, just depression or you maybe you have a loved one that's going through cancer and you just don't understand like why like that person, why am I going through this when I've just been, you know, trying to be like the best follower of Christ as I as you can be. Sometimes you just have to go through that problem to where um well, to to see where God wants to lead you in the future. The uh third point is that you, the God is going to discipline you as his child. So whenever you sin or um, just make a mistake, God might correct you because, you know, he doesn't want you to keep living in sin. Mm-hmm. And it is Proverbs 3.12. It says, the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects the child that he likes. So with that scripture, it just tells us that God will... Um, He's going to correct you once you make a mistake. I don't know if you experience it, but, you know, I've had whenever I make a mistake and um, the Lord is trying to correct me because we are trying to just improve and trying to be and trying to be examples of Christ. So that people who are listening, people that are watching us will be, you know, be curious to, you know, why do we act a certain way? And that that might lead them to Christ. And I have another um, scripture about, you know, um, talking about the discipline as being a child of God. It's Second Samuel twelve eleven through 14. And it says, this is what the Lord says. I am bringing trouble to you from your own family. While you watch, I will take your wives from you and I will give them to someone who is very close to you. He will have sexual relationships with your wives and everyone will know it. You had sexual relationships with Bathsheba in secret, but I would do this so all the people of Israel can see it. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan answered, the Lord has taken away your sin. You will not die, but what you did caused the Lord's enemies to to lose all respect for him. For this reason, the son who, who was born to you will die. And I picked that scripture because that um the Lord was was punished will have will dis- discipline David for um sinning and um committing adultery with Bathsheba and he took it he took um their child away. So sometimes God might do that in your life and it's not well you might get upset at first because David went through you know, he was crying and sad but at the end, you have to realize that, um, you know, we're trying, you're, the goal is not to sin. And that, we, you know, we're trying to be, you know, more holy like Christ. Okay. I agree with Karis. God does discipline those whom he loves. And the same as we discipline our kids, we want them to live a better life. God wants us to live better. 
you know, we're not going to be perfect, but he wants us to do better. He knows when we're doing our all to do better. You know, God has purpose and plan in what we go through. God has purpose and plan in everything devastating and harmful. painful that's happening to us and around us. So we have to get to that place of knowledge and understanding that, you know, and sometimes God's purpose and plan, you know, I said earlier, Jesus is our example of suffering. You know, when you go back and reread Mark around the 14th chapter, where Jesus is uh, in the the, uh, Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus um, is praying for God to take this cup from him. But in the end, Jesus said, yeah, Lord, not my will, God, not my will, but your will be done. So at some point in our suffering, we have to say the same thing. Not our will, Lord, but your will be done. Jesus didn't sin, we did. He paid for our sin. It's just like what Carrie just said. Sometimes it's for us to be a light in this world to those who are unsaved, but yet they're going through something. When they see how God's children handle suffering and pain down here, it may open that door for salvation for that individual. So Jesus is our example. He suffered. You can't say he didn't. He cried out for God to remove what he was going through. You know, Jesus was beaten. Jesus was even blindfolded and beaten. And they asked Jesus, so tell us who hit you. You know, suffered shame. When Jesus knew that he could stop them at an instant, in a moment, he had the power of God in him. He could stop what they were doing. He could change the course, but he didn't because that was God's plan, purpose, and will for him being born and coming into this world was to die and pay for our sins because we can't pay for it. Paying for our own sins would lead us to a life of eternity in hell. So God loved us so much, he sent his son to do that so that we would not go to hell so that we would see ourselves one day in a place with God in a new heaven and new earth living a new life with God where there's no more devastation of suffering no more devastation of pain no more of all this fallen stuff we see around us today no more crying no more sickness no more disease we're going to a place but this place God is preparing is for those who choose him who freely choose him. See, we have the free will to choose him or reject him. And I'm talking about Jesus Christ. We can choose God and accept Jesus for whom God brought him into this world to be our savior, our example, our guide to heaven, to the straight and narrow path. It's stated about the straight and narrow path in Matthew 7, 13 and 14, enter the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. That's eternal life, guys. And there are few who find it, because people are constantly rejecting God's plan. We're constantly altering God's plan to fit us. 
to fit this following world, trying to keep what we have in this world, not turn it loose. When we accept the world and we hold on to the world, we're rejecting Christ. We're rejecting God's plan. We're rejecting the word of God. We have to let it go, guys. We have to surrender our lives. The Bible said deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Christ. That's the hardest thing for man is to deny ourselves. When we deny ourselves, we're denying this flesh we live in. We're denying fornication. We're denying um, sex before marriage. We're denying all these um, worldly things that we do um, uh, cricket. You know, we gaining uh, power, success, money, and all this in a in the wrong way. We get it in the right way. We're trying to be successful till we're willing to uh, lay down our morals and our values to get it. That We got to deny that way, the world standard. That's man's standard. When we step on somebody to get ahead, that's man's standard. That's not God's standard. God said we need to lift one another up. Not lift ourselves up. We lift our brothers and sisters up. So when we're hurting people just to get ahead, when we're lying on people just to hurt them and, and deny them of something they deserve, that's not God's way. That's the hardest thing about us. We want success, money, power, houses, homes, cars, vehicles, and we're willing to do it in the wrong ways. And when we do that, we're denying and rejecting God, rejecting his plan, rejecting his His Savior, his son, Jesus Christ. But when we deny ourselves and we do it God's way in obedience to God's plan, uh, following our example with his Jesus Christ, our Savior, we follow him. We do things honestly we do things in the right manner we love right then that's where we start understanding why bad things are happening in this world because we are filled with the power of god the spirit of god that teaches us all things help us to understand it opens up the word of god the mystery of god to us and then we don't be following false doctrines and then we don't be putting out false doctrines you're going to follow false doctrines and you're going to teach false doctrines when you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. And to have that, you got to be saved. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. you got to accept Christ. You cannot reject him. You cannot deny his authority, who he is. He's the Savior. He was born to save us, to pay for our sins. you got to acknowledge and accept all that. And then you'll fill with the Holy Spirit of God. Then it opens up your understanding. It opens you up to know God for yourself. And the preach word gives you faith in the word of God. Give you faith in who God is. It increases your faith when you go and hear the preacher preach. You just can't hear him on TV. You got to have fellowship in the body of Christ. It's a lot that goes into this. So the main thing is we reject Christ. That's how come we don't understand why bad things are happening in this life. We don't understand the plan and purpose God has for trouble and trial and tribulations and stuff of that nature. Remember, go back to John 9, third verse, 9, chapter 3, verse in John. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. God's power was displayed through this man because God allow him to be healed by Jesus. 
He was healed him of his blindness. He became seeing. He could see. God has a plan for man. He has a purpose while we're here. And you can't understand that all the time if you're just looking at the problems. Are you looking at the, the dark situations? You got to understand that there's a purpose in it. When God's plan played out for this blind man, people could uh, uh, glorify God, could honor God, could come to God, believing Jesus is who he say he is. He was sent by God. When you don't do that, when you, when you can't see that, you can't receive that from God so that you can walk in the light and not in the darkness of this world. So it's a plan. It's a purpose. You know, suffering, misery, and devastation, it's in this fallen world. But God's going to use it for his glory. And he's going to use it to bring us into heaven if we allow him to. So just we have to meditate on the word. We have to acknowledge God daily. We have to obey him, follow his command. We have to surrender our whole life over to his control so that he can help us live in a state of joy and peace in spite of the devastations of this world. So according to the Bible, though, we, have, we, can't, we can't mourn and moan over those who rejects Christ because there are many that still going to reject them all the way to the end, guys. And that was my struggle because I love my people and I love anybody that I see that don't know him, don't have him in, the, in their lives and they're not walking according to what the word says. That used to be my grief, but I learned that I have to follow and accept what God says that that's what's going to be happening. But know this, and I'm going to turn it back over to Karis. People, we are unable. We are unable in our own strength and power. We're unequipped and unable to follow Jesus without Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We're unable to obey God's word without the Holy Spirit. We're unable to fully, truly deny ourselves without the Holy Spirit. We're unable to reject the things of the world without the power of God's Spirit in us. We're unable to live our lives set apart from this world while we live in this world without the help and aid of the Holy Spirit. It's not easy to obey God when we live in this flesh that we're in, but through His power, His word, His Holy Spirit, we're able to, we're able to become true worshipers of God, even in a fallen state and in a fallen world where we live today. Okay, so the next point that I have is that God can send his followers to help, you know, people that are like going through um, tough seasons so that they can experience like the love of God. And here's a scripture. It's Mark 16, 20. It says the followers went everywhere in the world and told the good news to people. And the Lord helped them. The Lord proved that the good news that they told was true by giving them the power to work miracles. So in that um, scripture, it's um, just talking about how the disciples and how they, um, you know, already um, first learned about God and his teachings. That now they're going out there, you know. Uh, helping people who are not believers of Christ to just understand God and you know uh, and how God um, allowed Jesus to come to the to the world to be you know everyone's savior. 
But sometimes that can happen. And it can also be that fault, like people who are already followers of God, who are, um, you know, trying to get closer to God and try to do kingdom work. Yeah. God might send or ask people, if other followers to um, like go talk to somebody or like go bless them with some money mm-hmm. or something like yes. that. It could be a test for them. Yes. So that, um, so that's one way to look at it when like bad things happen to people. And I'm going to turn it back to Mr. Reverend Carter, talk about how some things that we're going through today in the Bible, it's just being fulfilled so that Jesus can come back. Yes, it's a plan, as we keep saying. Um, we God is fulfilling the word. The word is being fulfilled. If you read, even if you just read the New Testament, you will see many times references back to Old Testament prophecy where God is telling his children that um this is what was spoke of with the prophets you know and and beforehand moses and the prophets stated long before this time came even in isaiah just one book of the bible just one um verse uh chapter in isaiah the 10th chapter if you go and read it and get to the around the 10th 20th verse you'll start hearing what god is telling them you know for all this bad stuff this overwhelming stuff that is happening, he's getting ready to send a savior, and he sent that savior, Jesus Christ. And a lot of people of that day didn't trust and believe that Jesus was the savior, and a lot of people are rejecting him today. So you have to know and understand him personally for yourself to know why he doesn't intervene and stop these bad things because there's a plan and purpose. This world is uh, been prophesied over from beginning to end. You know, the Old Testament prophesied the end times. If you read Revelations, it's going to teach you about Babylon. It's going to teach you how in the end, even people going to continue to run after the things of this world. It teaches you beforehand. I'm going to tell you this. Things happen to change us. What's happening in Ukraine we hear of those rumors of wars and then war is going to happen. That's an awful war taking place right now. It's supposed to lead us to Christ. It's supposed to lead us to God. But we, some many are going to continue to reject him. This pestilence, COVID-19, it was supposed to lead us to, to Jesus Christ, lead us to God. Many still rejecting him. It's going to get worse. The things that are happening to man gonna get worse because God is using utilizing all of this from prophecy. He's using this to teach us that these things are gonna come to pass in order for his plan and purpose to be fulfilled for man. In order for us to get on that straight and narrow path, that difficult way, we're gonna have to acknowledge what the word teaches us we're going to have to acknowledge what god is commanding us to obey him how he's commanding us to obey god is speaking directly to the church we got to become a part of the church read the first few chapters of revelation i'm not going to read them it talks about the seven churches yes and god is telling the church to get it right you see the bible being fulfilled the rumors of wars, the birth pains, the things that are going on now, the earthquakes, the things that are going on in places where there never was devastation before. 
Time is getting closer to the end of this world. This world. But there's an eternity waiting on us. When you read the seven churches, God is talking to those churches. Telling the church to get right and to hold out. Because he's coming to rescue the church. To bring us up out of all of this. So go back to Revelation. Go back to the first uh, seven uh, churches that are spoke by spoke of in the first um, few chapters there. And it will begin to enlighten you. God's plan. Some churches, one church was faithful. And God told them good. And to hang in there. To, I, this is emphasis from me. So that you will understand. He's telling them to continue to hang in there. Because I'm coming. You, you, um, you hang in there until the end comes. Do not allow what's happening to change you now. Is basically what he said to them. Hanging there. Then he talked to Laodicea. He told him, you lukewarm. I'm finna spit you out my mouth. You need a hot and a cold. People, we can't be hot, uh, lukewarm. That's not gonna get us there. Jesus is speaking to the churches right there. And we don't have the time to go over each church. But read it for yourself. And know the word for yourself. Because you're listening to all these different doctrines. It's not yes. going to help you. It's not going to help you. You need to hear from God. And it needs to be personal. Because what God is using to govern Karis in her life at 18, he using something totally different to govern me at 55. So that's how God works. We're on a journey in this life. And our light got to shine. God said we are the salt of the earth. And we lose that saltiness, that flavor. We're good for nothing. So lukewarm is not going to get it. That's the plan and purpose God has for all the things we're experiencing, the dark places we go, the dark things we're seeing happen. It's the Bible being fulfilled to bring God's children into that saved place. Saved. Saved. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Say, accepting Christ Jesus, saying that you believe that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. You got to believe it. You got to confess it with your mouth. And you got to believe it in your heart. And then you're saved. Those are the things God is leading. He's trying to lead us there. When it, the world can't help you, when you get in a real place, you're going to find there's nothing, no one, and nothing in this world that can help you. That's why we have the suicide rate is so high. People still reject God when they get to that place. That's the time, and God is trying to use that for you to turn to him. Stop allowing people to tell you that God is not real or Jesus is not the only way to, to, the, to heaven. That is the truth. The word teaches it, been teaching it for years. Many, many years past my lifetime, your parents' lifetime, your grandparents' and your great-grandparents' lifetime. Trust the word of God to be your truth for you to live by. And I hope I help Karis with that. Okay, yeah. Thank you for um, all that being said. Yeah, and the, I, I can tell the Bible is true just by just reading the New Testament all like in um like the apostles warn us how the world is gonna be like in the end days. I, I mean I see that um in myself. Y'all should read the book of First Timothy. 
just a certain if there's a certain verse that talks about how people are going to act in the end times and it literally uh looks just like how the world is going to be like no how the world is right now and where it's headed i'll read it for him right quick if you okay. want to care that's first timothy the fourth chapter verses one through five and this is the new king james version now the spirit expressly that's the holy spirit of god now the spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons speaking lies and hypocrisy having their own conscience seared with a hot iron forbidding to marry people don't want to get married anymore and commanding to abstain from foods which god created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth abstaining from food with god created to be received with thanksgiving by those those who believe and know the truth for every creature of god is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of god and prayer food is good every creature is good people are abstaining from marriage People are telling you what to eat, what not to eat. People are following false doctrines, adding to the word, taking away from the word. And the God warns of that. Don't do that. Rightly divide the truth of God, just like he presents it. Love you guys. Thanking Karis for this opportunity. And that's coming again from 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 5. Read it for yourselves. Yes, I hope this episode blessed y'all in any way. And I hope y'all have a great day.